0: with a woman it is an abomination that's what he says God does not allow it even though the countries of the world may and even though the country of the United States allow it the Supreme Court allows it the government allows it God says no and I say no change his mind and I'll say yes amen Notice he's talking about a man. Leviticus 20 verse 13 says the same thing. So, we know, Sometimes you hear things and you don't know that these things are in the scriptures. They are there. I wanted to show you so you know it's right there. It's not my opinion. It's not I hate anybody. I want to go to heaven. And I have to agree with what God says. The Bible says don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So that's what this is all about. Not against anyone. I want to go to heaven. If it's against my life, I want that thing out of my life. Now, Leviticus 20 verse 13. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. So that's what it says. This thing is an abomination. I didn't say it. God said it. I got my opinion from his opinion. That's what he thinks about it. I have to think the way he thinks. Because I believe he knows better than I... I just got here. He's been here forever. I got to listen to what he says. He knows better. He says it's an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Now, in the New Testament, nobody's going to put you to death. But every time we sin against God, we are putting ourselves to death. That's what it is spiritually. It's a spiritual death. Spiritual death that affects everything else. Um... Their blood shall be upon your head. Notice he's talking about the male. And then if you read in Romans uh, chapter 1, he says, even the women. So basically in the New Testament, he says, God give them over to a reprobate mind, to abuse themselves, and to sin against their own bodies. And God says, the male, male, and male. And then he says, even the female, leaving the, the normal use, the lost burning For not one another, you know, male, female, with female. So God doesn't allow this. And I need to make it clear that our church doesn't tolerate that. Uh, We don't marry uh, all uh, heterosexual couples. Because if you're doing wrong, I'm not going to marry you. Go and find another pastor. (laughs) When I know you're doing something wrong, I'm not marrying you just because you are heterosexual. And certainly, there's no way to do that. That's an abomination. I can't. So don't expect this church to be married. That's not going to ever happen. I'd rather go to prison. Amen. I'm not going to do that. So, it's not a way against them. We're all together in this one thing. We need the hospital. We need Jesus. We need Dr. Jesus to help us. So, I wanted to make this clear. Um, we'll try to work on our um, bylaws and our constitution to make that clear because things have changed. Things have really changed. And so we have to follow through with what's going on. But for me, somebody threatening me, yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'll tell him kill me because I'm already dead. <laughs> I'm dead. So you can kill a dead person. Go ahead and kill. So today I want to go to a message that I believe is very important. And I titled this message, If You Pray, God Will Answer. If You Pray, God Will Answer. If You Pray, God Will Answer. I was reading a book by Andrew Murray. And he says, the reason why many don't pray at all and many don't have a prayer life is because they don't really know God. Because if you know God, you will pray. What that means is you don't know the truth. If you know the truth, you will pray. And that prayer is inseparable from truth. You can't separate answered prayers from truth. Because until you know the truth, you can't get your prayers answered. You can't separate that. And that's why there is the lie. Satan is the liar. And you're wondering, Satan is a liar. We say that, right? Why is he lying? What is he trying to do by lying to you? He's trying to get you away from the truth. Because he knows if he can get you away from the truth and get you to believe a lie or make you ignorant of the truth, he knows you have no business with God and God has nothing to do with you. You will not pray and God has no prayer to answer. So you can't separate answered prayer from the truth. They go together. God is the one that propagates truth. Because God knows in truth is the seed. In truth is the seed for answered prayer. So we preach the gospel so that the people can believe the truth. And when you believe the truth, you call on the name of the Lord. You cannot believe the truth and not call. On the name of the Lord. So God is the one that propagates truth. And the reason why he does this is to help us understand what the truth is and to believe the truth. And then out of that is your seed for answered prayer. And Satan is the other way. He wants to share lies. He's always been the same. Telling you lies. Getting you away from knowing the truth so that you don't believe the truth. And that's what Jesus said. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So you can't separate those. And so Satan is constantly lying. Now he's not, the target, the target of his life is not God. He can't lie to God. You are his target. And he's been lying to us. Every one of us has been affected by his lies. Every one of us. He lies. To get an opportunity into your life so that he can steal, so that he can kill, so that he can destroy you. For some he's lying, he tells you, you're not good. You're not smart. And he speaks through your thoughts. You're not smart. You don't have what it takes to succeed. And you're thinking. And you're saying, tell me more. You don't have what it takes. For some, he even tells them, for ladies, sometimes you're too ugly. Nobody wants anything. And he sways through your thoughts. Because he knows if you don't accept yourself, who's going to accept you? So he beats you down with his lies. He doesn't tell you that God created you in his image and that you're beautiful. He doesn't want you to know that. For others, he tells them, there is no God. Have you heard people say that to you? There is no God. We don't believe there is a God. And if you try to persuade them, there is a God. They tell you, if there is a God, why does he allow evil in the world? Look at all the evil in the world. Now, who is doing all the evil in the world? That's you and I. If God kills everyone that does evil, every one of us will be dead. But they tell you, for that reason, there is no God. That's Satan lying to them. And if there is a God, he's too busy governing his universe. He has a lot on his plate to be concerned about little you and your problems. He's too busy. Why would he care about your life? These are the lies Satan so in our hearts so that we don't call on him and believe that he cares. He doesn't care about what's going on in your life. Is persuading even Christians. And you can see it, it, it says, God is unpredictable. Hello? And all this prayer you're praying, are you sure He will answer? Does that go through your head? So we throw up all this prayer, hopefully something comes down. You're laughing. <laughs> but that's what we do. Why? Because we've been lied to. Satan is telling us, you can't tell what God will do, even if he promises you, you're not really sure he's going to do it, How do you know he's going to do it. That's a lie. You can't trust God. That's what he's saying. When he feels well, when he's feeling good, you do something. But he, when he's not feeling good, he's too busy with his universe. How could he care about what's going on in your life? That's the lie. That's why you don't pray, because you don't know him. But if you know him, you pray because you know he cares about everything. He even cares about the number of hair you had in your head. And I don't have a whole lot left. But that's the lie Satan wants us to, to, to have, so we don't really received from him. Many times he tells somebody who is trying to come to God, hey, your mistakes are really huge. Your mistakes are worse than the mistakes of any other person in the planet. Yours is so bad. God don't even want to listen to you. Not even your uncle that goes to church, you notice he doesn't look at you very much. He loves God. There's something wrong with your life. That's why he doesn't even say hello to you. Who cares what the uncle says? But that's the thoughts that come into the hearts of men. He causes you to be abused and then he tells you you are in trouble for the abuse. And you can't go to God anymore because of what somebody did. It makes you feel dirty. Lying to you. All of that is a lie so that and separate you from the truth so that you never listen to God and you can never pray. You have no prayer life. But the Bible is very clear. It says in Romans chapter 3 verse 12. Everyone is in that category. There is no one that is more fortunate in the sight of God. Everyone is sinned. There's no one that's better than the other. Every one of us. He says they have all turned aside. Every one of us. They've all. They have. Together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. So everyone is standing at the same place. And everyone can come to God when God invites. It Bible tells us also in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone. God doesn't answer my prayer because... He's the pastor? No. Everyone had gone astray. We've all turned to our own ways. But God laid the iniquity of us all upon Him. Everyone at the same level. It just depends on whether you want to come to God. The message is, if you pray, God will answer. So find out the truth. God's not against you. God's not against what you've done in the past. God's not against what you've done just that. He's forgiven all of that if you confess those things. Those things are gone. You can come to God and God will answer your prayer. All of us are in that thing. But we need to know the truth. Jesus is that truth. He says, sanctify them by the truth your word is truth set them apart by the truth your word is truth once you know the truth then you are ready to pray and god will begin to answer your prayers god will not lie to you satan always lies about god telling us god does not keep his word And we have to realize that God keeps His word. And this is what God said. Just as the basis of prayer. This is all introduction. As as the basis for your prayer life. To know that God will keep His word. This is what God said. In Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, God says, God's not a man. God's not a man. He has all the resources, He has all the time to get it done. God's not a man. We walk through time. We walk with our resources. We can say, we don't have what it takes. I don't have it. I I thought I had it, but something has happened. God doesn't have that kind of problem. God's not a man. Know that. You need to know the truth. God's not a man that can only pay attention to just one person at a given time. God can pay attention to a thousand people at the same time and give different pleasant results, different results to those thousands at the same time. God's not a man. God's not a man. He can hear your prayers. He knows what's going on in your life. He cares about you. And He knows every single detail of what's happening in your life. And He feels the pain. Not like politicians say, I feel your pain and feel nothing. But He feels the pain and wants to do something about it. And we need to know that truth. If you think that God has forgotten you, that's a lie from the enemy. He hasn't forgotten anything that your family is going through. He knows the full detail. He knows the foundation of that problem in your life and wants to deliver you. God's not a man that he should lie. Only men lie. God, what God's saying, I'll keep my promise. If I tell you I'm going to do this, I'll do it. And if you don't believe that, you have believe the lie. No matter how huge the promise is, if you can believe it and you can pray it and you can speak it and you can stand by it god will do it god's not a man he can't lie so what that means is, god goes back on his word he ceases to be god he becomes a man god's not a man that he should lie not turn back on his word or repent God said in his word, "Has he said, and will he not do it? God saying, if I say something, I'll do it. Who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop me? Who's going to hinder me from doing what I said? I have everything, all the power in my word. All the power to accomplish whatever I said in my word. You take in that word, you take in the power to accomplish that thing in His word. Have I said, has He said, and shall He not do it? Has God spoken, and will He not make it good? God will do it if He said it. So if God tells you to pray, that means He wants to ask your prayer. The reason you don't pray is because you haven't believed Him. Or you don't know him. Because if you know him, even if you are, notice we'll come into this, even if you are a sinner so far from God, and things are so bad, the day you get so upset and you address him, I've read stories of people who addressed God in anger. And he answered them. And they became good Christians. They didn't believe in a God, but something happened, they got upset and shook their fists. God's too big to be worried about a little guy shaking his feet. (laughs) He's not going to be upset at them. He said, now there is a light that's in you. You know, I was reading the scriptures. It's so exciting. Uh, He says, says, John was in that light. John was in that light. But he came to bear witness of the light. That was the true light. That lights every man. That comes into the world. What that means is. There is something in you. That tells you. There is a God. You can't avoid that. You can speak against it. Say you are an atheist. There is something in you. That wants to get in touch with this God. Because you know your circumstances are above you. You can handle them many times. It's funny how the atheists. When they stomp their toes. You know what they call. Oh, God, yeah? They say, hey, it is you just called God. Well, no. It's not by way of speech. Oh, be quiet. We know you know there is a God. Something inside you knows there is a God. But when they shake their fist, God answers them. He answers them. God's not a man. I want to share with you a scripture that I've loved from 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. Such a beautiful scripture. This is talking about people that have experienced God's promise. These are people, they are testifying over many years of experiencing God's promise. They blessed God. They blessed God. They said, blessed be the Lord who has given Rest to his people, Israel. According to that which he promised, there has not failed one word. There has not failed one word of all the good. Every promise is good. Of all the good promise that he promised to his servant. Moses. Not one word failed. They had experienced it. They were testifying of it. Before God, they had lived it. And they are testifying to us that not one single promise that God gave through Moses went unfulfilled. God's not a man. God cannot lie. If He said, He'll do it. If He has spoken, if He has spoken. If He has not said anything, you don't have anything to worry. But if God has said something, He will do it. Blessed be God who's giving His people rest. You remember, Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor. And I have your lesson and I will give you rest. He's given the rest. Not a single word at failed. His promises are good. And the reason why you don't multiply prayer is because you don't know his nature. That he can change things. He can transform anything. In a moment, God can transform that situation. It was dark. Now, there's so much light. It's blinding. That's the God we serve. We don't pray because we don't understand the kind of person we're dealing with. He loves to answer prayer. Not a single word has failed. Jesus is that truth. Many times you've heard this. People say, there's power in prayer. How many heard that? There's no power in prayer. And so many people pray a lot and nothing happened. Some people say, we prayed for two hours and nothing happened. God's not answering. You know why? They don't know Him. They don't know the truth. The reason why prayer is powerful is the one behind it. And you have to recognize that. The one to whom we are praying. Because you have to recognize that he is faithful to his promise. You have to recognize that he is God and is limitless. Nobody can stop him. You have to go with truth in your prayer. Understanding who the one you're dealing with. That's when your prayers are going to be answered. That's when prayer is a joy. That's why David, he knew his God. In the wilderness, David said, I can't wait. I thirst for God. I want to be in his presence. I miss being in God's presence. Because he knew his God. They can spend hours with God. We spent ten minutes and we're ready to go. That's because you don't know him. He got nothing to say. You don't trust that he even listens. Satan has deceived you. But every word that you speak, he hears. And is recorded. Every single word you speak, he hears. And it's recorded. He listens. So when you breathe that sigh of pain inside you, he hears it. And he knows why. And it's recorded. The Bible even tells us that God puts our tears in a bottle. Did you know that? Why? To remind him of your pain. So he can relieve you. Amen. Amen. That's the God. We got to know this God that we serve. That's why prayer is great. Don't let your words be like something we say. Well, I need you all to pray for me because I have this trouble. Don't let your words just be like what everybody else is saying. We say that when we are feeling bad. So, you all pray for me now, but you don't really believe that anything will change. So, what's good is that. You must believe that if you can get. So many people to pray, God would do something about it, no matter what. You know, I remember dealing with a pastor pressing man of faith, where I back and forth, he was telling me what was going on, and I can go through what he was going through because I've been through that. We told you, and he wrote back to me, the doctors, because I know he's believing the doctors will go there and it's all disappeared poof. But sometimes, that's not the way God wants to do it. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You've given it to Him in prayer. He'll come through. Don't walk, Don't try to walk it with Him. He, he, he knows how. He knows the path. He'll go through it. Don't help Him. I need to look at my time. I'm getting too excited. And then my time is up. Oh. But I remember t- telling him, he was telling me, basically, the doctors have said, they, this is certainly. and they gave me the name, neuroblastoma and all of that stuff, and they said they are going to do it, and they gave all the tests to him. And I wrote back to him, and I said, now, Pastor Preston, uh, Angela and I didn't experience the miracle for uh, Toju until after the surgery. The miracle began after the surgery. They showed us all the scan and everything, and we were going with them. And listening to them. But we refuse to change our minds. That's the way God works. He's the one to get the glory. I've just followed Him. Amen. I'm going to close with this. Please give me a little time. I'm going to close with this. Isaiah 1 verse 15. Please bear with me. Because this is very helpful for every one of us. Amen. Because I have something that I believe God has shown me that our church needs to do for our community. Amen. And I'm going to be sharing that hopefully next Sunday. And we're going to be doing it in faith. And you watch God. Amen. Watch God. God said, when you raise your arms to me in prayer, I will refuse I will refuse to look at you. Even if you say many prayers. So we got two. When you raise your arms in prayer, I will refuse to look at you. Beyond that, even when you say many prayers, I will not listen. Why? Your hands filled with blood. I know that sounds negative, right? This is negative scripture. But what he's saying is this. If your hands are not filled with blood, okay, every time you raise your hand, he's bound to, he can resist it. You look. When you raise your hands in prayer, eh, eh, that's not just being pentecostal. Hello. Every time God said, I will refuse, meaning... uh, he sees your hands up and God says, I, I should look. No I, I, no, I don't want to do that. Because he had to do it. Amen. Once your hands raised, raised, he he's resisting looking at you because your hands raised in prayer. He has to deliberately stop himself from looking because something is wrong. But thank God your hands have been washed in the blood of Jesus. So every time you raise your hand in prayer, God says, hey, I see those hands. What do you want, my son? You see what it is? Every single time you lift your hands in prayer, he, you get his attention immediately. So he looks at you with those loving eyes. And his Shekinah glory fills the room where you are praying. He gives you undivided attention. He is God. He can do that. He says, what do you want? My son, my daughter, what do you want? I saw your hands up. And when you combine that with many prayers, oh, God wants, he can't resist moving. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth those hands have been washed in the blood that's why paul says in 1st timothy chapter 2 verse 8 he says i desire that men everywhere lift up holy hands in prayer why holy lift up holy hands please give me that scripture 1st timothy chapter 2 verse 8 i desire that men everywhere lift up holy hands in prayer So, because when we lift our hands, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and they pray, God says, I'll not only heal them, I'll heal the land. I'll heal the land. I desire, therefore, that the men, men everywhere, in Nigeria, in the United States, wherever they are, let them lift up holy hands in prayer. I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere with lifted hands. It's not being Pentecostal to lift hands. Some of us are a little hesitant to lift our hands. I'm sorry for you. You don't, have, you don't know the God. I don't understand what it means to lift up our hands. But it says it gives his attention. Every time you lift your hands up in prayer, God says, Hey, I see those hands up. What do you want? Amen. Amen. If you pray, God will answer. You don't have because you didn't ask. That's the word today. All you need to do is pray. We have a lot to do here. There's more I want to share with you in this message. But we are going into another phase at the Ark Fellowship. I didn't get this, but I got this. While we were worshiping God, God and tell my people, I'm ready to bless them now financially. If you are faithful to God, watch, you will be tithes that you never believe. You will be coming from your own bank account. You will be shocked at this as you present it. God, this is a miracle. And he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Amen? He's going to do it. Oh, I don't feel like stopping, but I've got to stop. Some preacher said I preached myself happy.